No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. And good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are, wherever you are. It's Wednesday night, and you're live with another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. As always, tonight's recommended drink, cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack, bland brand, no-name crackers. The official wine and crackers broadcast. Right here on Dealer. Hello, thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing the show out. If you did, if you didn't, well, I guess that's okay too. I wouldn't either if I were you. Thank you for joining us. As always, so much to get through, so little time. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogie bumper. Gnostic Guru with the diamond. Thank you so much, Gnostic Guru. Thank you for sharing. If you'd like to leave a tip during tonight's proceedings, just like Gnostic Guru did there, you can, of course, head to dlive.tv slash boogie bumper. Get some of those sour little lemons and leave those succulent little suckers in my fruit bowl, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, or you can go to streamlabs.com slash boogie bumper. Thank you for joining us. So much to get through. Um, people have been saying in the chat already that Donald Trump has been impeached and Nancy Pelosi has the special impeachment pens which I hope one day will be available on eBay or something like that. Hopefully when somebody goes broke. Holy shit! <laughs> Meshuggah dropping a ninja guinea on us. Thank you so much for the ride over to Trovo. Yes, I have also created a Trovo account. I'm not streaming there yet. I just created it like 15 minutes before the show started. So I have booked a parking space in Trovo land. <laughs> I just haven't got the guinea over there. But thank you for the guinea. We'll, we'll utilize the guinea. I'm not sure how many boxes I can get in the guinea, though. There's not a lot of trunk space in here. I think I can only hang, like, three suits. That's the only room I have. But it'll look nice parked out the front of the Trovo apartment. Yes. Uh, if you're not aware, the reason that a bunch of streamers are probably going to go to places like Trovo and stuff now is because, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, everybody's getting banned from everything. There's a big purge happening. And, you know, I, a lot of people who you wouldn't expect to be banned from platforms are also being banned. Winning TV with a diamond, dlive.tv slash winning TV. Thank you for joining us, Phil. Are they COVID-free impeachment pens? Good question. Do they have, have they been sanitized correctly? You know, you can't be too, can't be too careful these days. I mean, we had a situation just a few days ago. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but half of Congress nearly died the other day. That's what I heard from Alexandria. And she wouldn't lie to us. She loves us. She protects us. She's a wonderful human being. So, yeah, a lot of people have been getting banned. Um, Ralph, Ethan Ralph, Ralph Retort, got a quarter ban last night. I think it's for like 30 days, though. Um, other people who you wouldn't expect to get bans from places have been getting banned from places. So there's a little bit of a ban happy thing going on right now. And 
after we learned the news last night that yet another live streamer has been banned. And that, that's probably why you're going to see a lot of people like creating accounts at Trovo and stuff like that. But after we saw another person had been banned, came across this from One Step Too Far. Now, you know One Step Too Far. Here's Charlie Faplin in the chat. That's his pseudoname. Um, one Step Too Far. I'll tell you, if you're not aware of who One Step Too Far is, he's a very, very naughty boy. He's been banned from YouTube multiple times. And quite frankly, I, I, I don't even want him around here because he's too controversial and he's a little bit weird. I never really understand what he's going for. He's, he's very uh, esoteric, is one step too far. Yeah, Gloomtube was another one that got banned as well. So, you know, it's, it's out there. It's happening, which is probably why people are reserving their parking spots in the land of Trovo right now, because that's just the way it is for now unfortunately. So one step too far, put this out last night, I guess to mark the occasion to put some kind of bookmark in the history book about where we are, because you know, you don't want to forget 12 months from now, two years from now, five years from now, there'll be some other scandal. There'll be some other politician. There'll be some other, some other like world ending event taking place. And we would have all have forgotten about the current purge and the victims of the current purge. So I guess in commemoration to that, One Step Too Far did this. Let's have a look. Fornication under consent of the king. This household has been given by consent too far. <laughs> hey, Trenton Wade, our king. Trent. in the capital. Thought you said it couldn't be done. One step too far, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and you can find him on Twitter, One Step Too Far. Uh, he's in the chat, Charlie Faplin. All sorts of things going on there. So, <laughs> absolutely wonderful. Um, I want to show you this as well. Um, I have to give a tip of the hat to JJ Stoner for this one because I was watching the replay of his show yesterday earlier today uh follow jj by the way dlive.tv slash jj stoner he played this and i'm i'm a massive uh goodfellas fan goodfellas for me is like just about as perfect as a movie can get i go back and watch it at least once a year which my wife hates because like whenever we're like oh, what do you want to watch i just go to goodfellas like <laughs> she goes no i'm not watching that again but she will she'll watch it again because it's so good and we'll make the comments during the movie. Oh, can you believe that she did that? Yeah. Over again. Enjoy it over again. It's about as good as it gets, I think. So I had to play this. I had to show you this. So thank you to JJ for playing this yesterday morning. Anyone who's a fan of Goodfellas will instantly get, you know, as soon as the song started playing, I was like, ah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Donnie was cutting every link between himself and the coup. It made him sick to have to turn the presidency over to the guys who stole it. Twitter video, you're such a mood killer. Why you gotta kill the mood like that, bro? God, gosh darn it. 
Let's do this again from scratch, shall we? Okay, let's try again. Donnie was cutting every link between himself and the coup. It made him sick to have to turn the presidency over to the guys who stole it. Still, days after the riots, they were banning everyone from getting on a flight. When they detained Colby in the terminal, he had two duffel bags full of Nancy Pelosi's vacation Polaroids before they sent him to federal prison. You know, we always called each other proud boys. Like you'd say to somebody, he's such a happy little baby, he's a proud boy. Do him need a diapy change? Do him Jeez. want his baba? Get him his baba. Understand? Being president meant you were part of a crew. You were part of a family. It means no one can fuck around so, with it's you. Done so it well. also means that you can fuck around with anybody as long as they devote all their new free time to following social media conspiracies. <laughs> it's like a license to steal. It's a license to do anything. See, the sad part about this is because, you know, obviously he's, he, the guy's, you know, left here or at least a Democrat. At least, yeah, but because of that reason, because he's taken little jabs at the other side, there's going to be a whole bunch of people who just say, oh, fuck that. They won't respect the skills. That guy's Ray Liotta impression is fucking spot on. <laughs> I've never heard somebody do as good a Ray Liotta impression as that. And because of that, like, it's clever. It's cleverly written. But people will hate it just because it's from the other guys. I mean, you know, they're going to they're gonna take their time to boast, aren't they? It's just that was always going to happen. Went to federal prison. You know, we always called each other proud boys. Like you'd say to somebody, he's such a happy little baby. He's a proud boy. Do him need a diapy change? Do him want his baba? Get him his baba. Understand? Being president meant you were part of a crew. You were part of a family. Part of a crew, part of a family. no one can fuck around with you. It also means that you can fuck around with anybody as long as they devote all their new free time to following social media conspiracies. <laughs> it's like a license to steal. It's a license to do anything. Yeah. There you go. I thought, I thought that was pretty fucking good. So tip of the hat to JJ Stoner for playing that. Otherwise, I would never have seen it. And that's that's the beauty of JJ's show. If you want to, if you want to watch a live stream where you'll see things that you would never, never ordinarily ordinarily look for, you would never look for the stuff that JJ plays. That's why you watch JJ. Because every every time I see something that I've never seen before, oftentimes I regret seeing it, but that's beside the point. DLive.tv/JJ Stone. Just covering off, we're just covering off a, a, a bit, doing a bit of housekeeping here first before we get into the good stuff. And I've got some good stuff. Derpo of Diamonds Gypsy with the diamond. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Part of the crew, part of the ship. All aboard the friendship. <laughs> Major Tom tweeted this out earlier today. And, and again, another tip of the hat to somebody else. Major Tom, the big empty, ladies and gentlemen, on DLive. Uh, ACAB, what's that? The police shot four people we disagree with. And then he's done, you know, the, to denote there's singing taking place. You know, the Baked Alaska hit single. We love our cops, our law enforcement. We love our military, they're important. That's a real song. Sung by Baked Alaska. Who was one of the live streamers involved in the Capitol Hill uh, shenanigans. I'm going to call it shenanigans. 
A memorial thanking Capitol Police for protecting everyone has been added in a house tunnel that connects to the Capitol, ladies and gentlemen. It's grown quite a bit over the last hour or two when I passed it last. So have a look at this. Now, this is footage taken from, I, I guess, this memorial wall or the thank you wall. Thank you to the Capitol Police. We're, we, we love back the blue now is just... In the space of what what day is this? What is it? The thirteenth? In less than two weeks in 2021. If you thought 2021 was going to be more of the same, we've already completely 180 degree uh, reversed. Look at what's happening here. Within 13 days of 2021, the side who last year not not figuratively was who was literally throwing Molotov cocktails at police stations. I mean, chasing chasing whole police local area command buildings out of their building and running down the street for their lives. Molotov cocktails at the cars while they were going, smashing the windows of the police car as they were trying to escape. The side that was doing that in 2020, within two weeks, is now posting tributes to police officers saying thank you for keeping us safe. And the side in 2020, which was back the blue, got to take the police's side, you're patriots, we love you, etc., etc., etc. They on, you know, last week were standing in the faces of the police at the Capitol screaming, fuck the police. This has all happened in, in two weeks. Two fucking weeks. Two lousy weeks. And if you don't think like, there are large swaths of people out there who can be manipulated so easily that they can 180 degree fucking change tack and go back in the direction they came from at the drop of a hat. Then I present to you exhibit A. Two weeks is all it took to get the two sides to completely change. Isn't it fun? Welcome to 2021. Not more of the same. It's the exact opposite. <laughs> In some respects, in some respects. So here's the thank you wall. Okay. Thank you, Capitol Police. We love the police. Back the blue. We're on your side, and so on and so forth. Remarkable, isn't it? Look at this. Again, the side that was burning down police stations just last year. This is about wedge politics. It's all about wedge politics. Winning TV with the diamonds, still the same, only the names have changed. The G MAGA Republican outrage is now being farmed by the Democrat Party. This is just this is just politics, right? Politics 101. How to position oneself in the best position, right? And how to, you know, it's wedge politics. You've got to wedge the opposition against itself. So they have now the perfect position. They are farming your outrage. 
you know, I don't want to sound too sensational, but it's kind of true. Every social media post, every article, every live stream, every clip, every news clip, every quote from a Republican politician, every single thing can potentially be played against itself. By what, what I mean by that is put yourself in the position of, say, like a Republican senator right now, maybe a first-term senator, a junior senator, whatever. You are, you're now in a no-win situation because the Democrats have created this environment where, and, you know, credit to them, this is what good politicians do. It's not necessarily a nice thing to do to, pers- uh, to people, but that's fucking politics. But, you know, just get better at it. But if a GOP politician comes out now and stays silent trying to ride out the outrage cycles, then the Donald Trump supporters will turn on that politician and call them a traitor. Fuck you, we're getting rid of you. Okay, fair enough. But if the politician comes out and defends Donald Trump and says, this is ridiculous, we can't impeach him, uh, it's not his fault, blah, 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 then they themselves become a target of the outrage machine, right? And right now, every single Republican is doing their best to stay out of the fucking news. <laughs> their absolute best. And the other side know this. So there is no right play for them. There's nothing they can do. They're either getting bashed from their own team or getting bashed from the other team. It doesn't matter. Ambelina with the diamond, take the black pill to kill your outrage. Yeah, you got to smile. Because, again, a lot of people are emotionally invested, and I understand that. Maybe it's easier for me because I'm not over there. I'm not in, you know, the Americans. I'm not an American, so maybe I can watch it a little more coldly. I don't know. But it's obvious what's happening here. They've been completely wedged against themselves. So, And that explains, you know, the images like this. Thank you, Capitol Police. We love you. Back the blue. <laughs> but Cabaret Z, ladies and gentlemen, you know him in the chat. He did a little bit of sleuthing. He looked, look at this. He zoomed in. Ladies and gentlemen, here on the Daily Boogie, our memes become your reality. Look at this sign for the Capitol Police. It says, and I quote, if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see. It says, and I quote, thank you for keeping us safe. Thank you for keeping us safe, Capitol Police. You know what I love most about our police force is not only were they very kind to us and dancing in the streets last year when we were burning down their buildings, but now but now they protected us, so now we love them. They were standing against the MAGA riders, or as I like to call them, the insurrectionists. And now, I just want to say thank you for keeping us safe, Capitol Police. Look at that. Our fucking memes. <laughs> thank you for playing, Washington, D.C. You're the best. All right. Speaking of violence. Speaking of violence in the Capitol. And the correct reaction to it, which is to say that it is absolutely the most violent, most heinous attack on democracy that has ever taken place. That is the only way a sane, rational person could ever interpret something like this. Nothing like this has ever happened before. And so on. That's the only way you can view it. That's the only way we'll allow people to view it. You know, if you're going to argue the point in the chat, I'm pro- I'm sorry, you're probably going to have to be banned and have to get rid of you. Because why? It's not because I don't like you. It's because I like the truth too much. That's why. 
I support only the truth, the obvious truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me, God! And that's it. So, let's have a look at this. Speaking of the security concerns around the inauguration. What is the measurable chance that he resigns before the end of his term, including but not limited to the purpose of at least an attempted self-pardon? What? I think a self-pardon is far more likely, and I'm basing this on sources, not speculating, Brian. I've got to ask, pardon for what? <laughs> Kitty B, blame it on Dirty Nails Boogie. Yes. Pardon? What? What's he? What does he have to pardon himself for? What has he been convicted of? Genuine question. Look, I'm no lawyer. I'm not a legal expert, so maybe I've got this all wrong. But honestly, if someone could correct me in the chat, then please do. How is it possible to pardon yourself before you've been proven to commit a crime? <laughs> Pardon himself for what? How, how can he pardon himself before he's been convicted of something? Like, I'm not sure this is how it works. So say, for example, just by this logic, by this reasoning here that you're being shown, <laughs> original revolution with a very creative answer, he will charge himself first. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm, I'm not sure how this works. So by this reasoning, by this logic, which by the way, you know, millions of people are fucking lapping this talking point up. They're swallowing this talking point. Gnostic Guru with the diamond. The president literally does have that pardon power. So he can pardon himself for future crimes. Is that what you're telling me? Because by that reasoning, can he come out and say, I, Donald Trump, pardon myself for the crime of murder and then just go walk out the front and shoot somebody? Is he allowed to do that? Is that how it works? I pardon myself for stealing $5 billion. Exactly $5 billion. And then he just goes out and takes $5 billion from a bunch of people. And he can't be, he can't be convicted. He pardoned himself already. <laughs> I'm not sure that that's, that's how it works. Anyway, he's apparently going to pardon himself. What's he going to pardon himself for? I don't know. <laughs> sources. This is what sources tell us. Ryan, I believe a self-pardon is far more likely than a resignation. Gnostic Guru. Yes, because they predicted retribution. Ah, I see. From political rivals. Well, that seems fair enough. <laughs> I, Donald Trump, pardon myself for destroying the earth. Okay, now we're out of office. Let the fun begin. I pardon myself for taking over the US government and declaring myself dictator. Hey, can't arrest me. <laughs> Why hasn't anybody done this yet? That would seem to solve a lot of problems. I pardon myself for completely destroying the democratic process, taking over the government and declaring myself world emperor. Damn it, he's got us there. He's pardoned himself already. There's nothing we can do. We'll have to wait until we get power back again and then pardon ourselves for taking it. <laughs> oh boy. You know this president 
I know this president. Uh -huh. Your past panel knows this president. Uh -huh. He's not a guy who's going to walk away willingly. And obviously, his relationship with the vice president. They know him so well, don't they? Gnostic Guru sounds absurd, but it's technically in his power. Yeah, but it's never going to happen, though, is it? <laughs> right? You see my point? <laughs> that might be an interpretation, I think. President can't be more strained based on the rather uh, locker room conversations they're having. And they're, they're having. She knows him so well. Aren't you always surprised that these media personalities, they just, ha they seem to have an inside track to the way the guy thinks. They're all amateur psychologists. They've been having a lot of locker room chats. What? <laughs> a lot of locker room discussions. <laughs> I'll say, I know, see, I know why she's saying that. It's because she's referencing uh, the pussy grab yet again. What are they going to do without him? They're never going to stop talking about him. They'll, they'll still be fucking talking about Donald Trump 10 years from now, but just only negative. They'll keep referencing him. Well, at least he's not as bad as Donald Trump. That's fascist. Am I right? There's something about her voice, too, the way she's presenting this. It's very the NPR. That at least Donald Trump is throwing at the vice president. He's throwing it's at the hard vice to imagine he resigns with the warm hope that the vice president pardons him, although he might do it. I really, really doubt that. I also would like to add to one of the great concerns here that connects your question with Tom's uh. remark. The president has relied on stoking this group's anger. <laughs> To be fair, what's what's happening? There's never any self-reflection, is there? Of course, of course. I know that we all know the answer to that. There's no self-reflection because it's not an accident, right? You reflect on something you do that you you know you're ashamed of, perhaps, or you wish you could improve about yourself, something like this. But that's that's not an element in this strategy here. Uh, he's been stoking. They're, see, you see, because these idiot voters, they're not angry with us. The idiot peasants out there, they don't hate people like us. They, we're not stoking any resentment. It's only them. It's only their guy. We don't do that. It's got nothing to do with us. We are the innocent, you know, we're, we're the innocent. Butter wouldn't melt in our mouth. Rainbows shoot out of our ass. We're so wholesome and good. It's not us stoking any kind of resentment here. It's their guy. <laughs> Voice of reason with the diamond. He's going to travel to the future and pardon himself. I wonder if we can put all the Donald Trump is a time traveler stuff to bed now because it hasn't worked. He didn't see this coming. Uh, Uniparty will make Trump's death a national holiday. <laughs> Trump death day. I can, I can see it. Celebrating the death of a tyrant. They might just do that. Whether they be ex-military, current military, yeah. law enforcement officers, he Listen has stoked their anger. Listen, so he stoked the anger of the former, current military and the police. He's, he's working you into a frothy rage. 
The only reason that you don't like us, the only reason you don't trust us, the only reason you don't listen to us is because of him stoking your anger, riling you up. You're not in control of your own emotional responses to things. You don't have your own independent thoughts. It's his fault. He's the master instigator, yes. Donald Trump has been working away at you, smacking away at you, stoking your fears and your anxieties and your resentments and, of course, your racisms, all of the racisms. And if it weren't for him, you would all be watching us here on MSNBC or CNN and you'd you'd all have a subscription to the New York Times and the Washington Post. And you wouldn't question anything that we say because we love you, we protect you, we're on your side. But no, you mindless, drooling, knuckle-dragging rubes out there. No, no, no. You poor things, you have been led astray. You've been brainwashed by this man into thinking that we're not looking out for your best interests. It's all his fault. That America is not um, caring about them. Yeah. And he has relied on it almost like a, like a dog whistle, but worse. It is the thing that makes him feel full and loved to have this group charge onto the Capitol grounds. He was the, the, the presentation. It's like NPR. Lully, you are getting sleepy. You are getting sleepy. Thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. And that's that's done on purpose as well. It's a nice, you know, gentle, reassuring, nurturing female voice. I care for you. Maybe it would be a little bit better with something like this. Now we're talking. Okay, let's let's see what the effect is now. You know this president. I know this president. Ah, Your see. past panel knows this president. Now it all makes He's sense. He's not a guy who's going to walk away willingly. And obviously his relationship with the vice president can't be more strained based on the rather uh, locker room conversations they're having and the epithets that at least Donald Trump is throwing at the vice president. It's hard to imagine he resigns with the warm hope that the vice president pardons him, although he might do it. I really, really doubt that. I also would like to add to <laughs> one of the great concerns here that Gabrielle, is this your about Scientology. Uh, Minister of Fun, Kimmy with the Diamond, sounds like the sweaty balls lady. Oh, yeah, I know the one. She's in a bunch of Will Ferrell movies. Whether they be ex-military, current military, law enforcement officers, he has stoked their anger that America is not um, caring about them. Donald Trump has stoked their anger. He's made them believe that America doesn't care about them. Now, if you could try to concentrate... I want you to imagine that you can breathe through your pussy. That's right. Breathe in and out. In and out. Through your pussy. I want you to breathe in now. Just imagine that you can breathe through your pussy. There you go. Now hold it in. You're holding it in. Make sure you hang on to it now. Imagine Donald Trump. Imagine how much he would love us if it wasn't for him. Do you remember what life was like before Donald Trump? You loved us. You turned to us when you wanted to know what was going on in the world. Now on the count of three, 
want you to exhale your breath through your pussy. Original revolution in the chat. This took a weird turn. So you must you must have missed that episode. We covered a guy a while ago who was making like six figures a month doing um, MP3 stories like that. And he was like teaching breathing exercises to women where they can breathe through their pussy, a British guy. One of the classic episodes here. <laughs> Just breathe through your pussy. <laughs> Before you go to the capital and you've got your Confederate flag, I want you to do something for me. <laughs> While you're storming past the Capitol Police, as you're running, make sure you breathe in and breathe out through your pussy. <laughs> um, and he has relied on it almost like a like a dog whistle, but worse. Whistling it through your pussy. It is the thing that makes him feel full and loved to have this group charge onto the Capitol grounds. They would he charge. was watching that on live TV with a little bit of happiness, according to his aides. It's really shocking. <laughs> if you want to get a little bit of happiness from your aides, don't take penis. Just breathe through your pussy. Another thing that's really shocking is that Metropolitan Police Department officers who rushed to this complex to protect it, to yes. help their colleagues, the Capitol yes, Police, did, who were they? getting their heads bashed in oh, with yeah. pipes, with bike rack. Yep. They saw... They were, getting, they were getting their heads bashed in with pipes and bike racks. All, all of a sudden now, by the way, we, <laughs> we care about that. That's interesting enough, isn't it? All of a sudden now. Remember, remember how... Remember how to this day they ignored the guy who hit the fellow over the back of the head with the bike lock, put him in hospital, nearly killed the guy with one hit. They, they ignored it until the story came out that the fellow who did that wasn't going to get any prison time. They were beat. They stormed the Capitol and they were beating police over their heads with steel pipes and a bike rack. Yeah, I, I reckon she meant to say bike lock because that's what the gaslighting would require. No, no, I don't mean that. I don't mean that. There is no gaslight. If you say that there's some kind of gaslighting, then I'm afraid you're, you're some kind of disgusting conspiracy theorist and we don't want anything to do with you here on this show. Now, just before you go, I want you to breathe in and breathe out through your pussy. People they knew were police officers uh, in the group. Yes. They knew that some of these people were ex-military. They were ex-military. cops. What is that saying officers. about the division within our own country? Yes. If the thin blue line has blue on one side and blue on the other, yes. it's really terrifying and you have to you have to look at how the president has encouraged that and egged it on. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the president is apparently encouraging police officers to hit other police officers over the head with lead pipes and bike racks. There you go. And we don't want anything to do with that. Uh, do you remember this guy? We played this guy a little while ago. Just a little refresher.
just to prove to you, um, because, you know, I see a lot of conspiracy theory out there. I see a lot of conspiracy theorists say things like, you know, they don't appreciate the good work of people like Bill de Blasio, for example. Other New York representatives like, say, AOC or Chuck Schumer or Jerry Nadler. Booker, I think, is New Jersey, but we'll throw him in as well. That's close enough. So there's a lot of conspiracy theorists and bigots out there who don't appreciate the good work that these brave, brave, very brave individuals who are ruling over everybody, uh, they don't appreciate the good work that they've done. So just a little refresher course, just to show you how popular Bill de Blasio is in New York City. Not fucking good, you fucking rat scumbag, fucking fag. You're in the wrong fucking city, you fucking scumbag. Oh, take the fucking mask off, you fucking scumbag. Fuck you. Fuck all you motherfuckers. The Blasio, you're a fucking fucking cunt rag. Cunt rag. Just a little refresher course of our friend here who loves Bill de Blasio. I think we may have found him a wife. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. I'll see you I'll in see hell. You in hell. We may have found him a wife because Bocker Bradley shared this out earlier on Twitter. On Twitter, and I thought this was fantastic. So this is Chuck Schumer meeting, I think, the future wife or girlfriend of the guy who called De Blasio a cunt rag. Right. I am glad I didn't think that the Trumpsters had it in them. I didn't think the conservatives did. But you know what? You racist socialist condition out. But you can't take it. And remember this, Adolf Hitler was a socialist. And that's exactly who you follow. You're nothing but a coward. Look at, look, uh, and I love this. I don't know about you. I don't know how, (laughs) the Hidden Hand podcast. That wasn't me, Boogie. I swear, I want an investigation on the Hidden Hand podcast. Kind of sounds like you, bro. De Blasio, you're a fucking, fucking cutbrack. I don't know who of you has had the pleasure of um, insulting their local politician on election day. I have. It was very satisfying. You know, I didn't, but I did it the correct way. I didn't, you know, throw things at them. I didn't threaten violence or anything. I walked past him because he was handing out, uh, you know, how to vote cards at my local voting booth. And I walked past him and he tried to hand me a card and I said, good luck finding a job on Monday, you socialist criminal. And I walked on. That's it. You're allowed to do that. I was wishing him luck, sir, your honour. I was wishing him luck because I believe in the economy. Good luck finding a job on Monday, you socialist criminal. And you know what he did? He did what Chuck Schumer's doing now. He looked directly at his shoes. Like you were, they, they cannot look you in the eye. They cannot look you in the eye. If you're, if you're, you know, asking a tough question or being critical, it's always the same. They look down to the ground. They look up to the sky. Anywhere but looking at you in the eyes. Because their job isn't to look you in the eye and tell you the truth and tell you, you know, uh, what they're doing and, you know, tend to your concerns as constituents. That's not really their job. That's what we think their job is. But their job is actually to dictate to you from a distance, looking down a you know looking down a television camera, looking down a recorder. That's that's it. That's their job. It's not their job to mingle with you and shake hands. That's why they're always so awkward when they go out and meet people. Because you know, 
gentlemen like Chuck Schumer, for example, have have spent the better part of three decades, you know, not mingling with you, being driven around by a driver, viewing the world from the back seat of their chauffeur-driven car. So whenever one of these opportunities comes up, whenever one of these little moments comes up and you say, you know, you tell them things that they don't want to hear, they cannot look you in the eyes. The eyes, the head bows and they just pretend like you don't exist. Seeing you cried underneath your desk, I actually got sexually excited over it. That's how much I love you. That's how much I'm glad what they did. And like Nancy Pelosi said... I actually got sexually excited by what happened at the Capitol. That's how much I loathe you, Chuck. <laughs> like I said, I think she's the future wife of the cunt rag guy. <laughs> I was watching that. I didn't think the Trumpers had it in them. I didn't think the conservatives had it in them. But when I was watching you, I got sexually excited by that, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking beast mode. <laughs> People do what they do. After all, she doesn't care about monuments and neither do I. And where in the First Amendment does it say that you have to protest peacefully and politely? As long as there's outrage and unrest in our hearts, there's going to be unrest in these streets. I don't give a shit whether you believe me. You're nothing but a cracker. That's all you are. Is a hey! <laughs> Did you hear that? This other guy, this guy comes up to her in the very modern male way and how can I say this? Politely mumbles under his breath. Well, I, I don't think I agree with you. <laughs> in a very timid, standoffish, or one would say almost frightened way. Uh, Ilsa Jane with the diamond. Schmuck uh, Schumer wishes he got her number. Baby, you can have my number. <laughs> and so this guy comes up to her very meekly. So I don't think I agree with you. Ring the you bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub. And she replies to him, I don't give a fuck if you agree with me or not. You're just a fucking cracker. <laughs> You're just a cracker. This is fantastic. You're just a cracker, another fucking racist. Our hearts, there's gonna be unrest in Look at the him. streets. Look at him, standing right. You're nothing but a cracker. That's all you are, you're a racist cracker. You're a racist cracker. You've got protection. Why don't you tell them to stand down, hypocrite? Did you tell the Capitol Police to stand down? Did you tell them to stand down? Answer the- Look at him, huh? <laughs> oh boy. Question. No, stand down. He told the police to stand down in Kenosha, Seattle, Portland, Chicago, Boston, New York, Los Angeles, and San Francisco. And you know what? These Trump supporters are going to go to your house. They're going to go to Pelosi's house. They'll destroy her vineyards. And I will be right there to support them. Obviously, a delusional conspiracy theorist, ladies and gentlemen. 
uh, more than likely a white supremacist, a terrorist as well, and somebody's somebody who should be instantly dismissed. If you remember, we watched the Alison Camerota clip on a Monday. Remember, she said that these people have lost their right to be heard. So I'm sure it's going to get so much better when people who have, you know, these concerns and this particular attitude right now. I mean, geez, we could really use those re-education camps, couldn't we? Post-haste, we really need to deprogram these people. We need to, really need to re-educate them. But in the meantime, I'm sure that just uh, suppressing them, pretending like they don't exist, ignoring them, and then removing them from any outlet to vent and to say what they believe, I'm sure that's going to fix it. <laughs> right? Right? That'll fix it. I mean, it should fix it, shouldn't it? Do you think it's going to fix it? I certainly hope it fixes it. Uh, this one was sent through by... Karen sent me flaccid in the chat. Let's have a look here. Because remember, we don't have the re-education camps yet. We've got all those FEMA camps just sitting there. Just sitting there. We're, you know, People are paying for the, for the FEMA camps already. They're already a tax burden, may as well use them. And if we can use them for some of these, you know, I, she wasn't a Donald Trump supporter, obviously. That's the funny thing there. She was saying these Trump supporters. She said, I'll be right there with them. As if to, impl you know, as if to infer that she's not one of them. But that won't matter now. She'll be accused of being one. So, I mean, we should probably throw her in the FEMA camp as well. Get her re-educated. Get her progressing. We should be teaching these people unity and a little respect. Don't you think? Don't you think? What, you, what, you think you've got a right to say things to your elected official? The hell is wrong with you? Get back behind the rope. <laughs> All right. So we don't, we're not utilising these camps just yet. But how do, how are we going to solve the problem of all of these Donald Trump supporters who are so very wrong and so very dangerous? Let's have a look. We have, um, there are millions of Americans, um, uh, almost all white, almost all Republicans. Almost all white, almost all Republicans. Oh dear, white people. White people. Now, this is a genuine question from Australia, and this this is this one is specifically for the white Republicans in the United States. Have you been doing supremacies again? Hmm? Have you been doing racist things again? I almost missed it, which is terrible of me. I, I usually pay so much attention to this. Of course, now it's obvious. Now we know what happened. Derp of Diamonds Gypsy with the diamond. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Did he swallow a toad? A gay frog, perhaps? Gay frog in the throat? <coughs> See, now we know what the cause of the goings-on, the shenanigans in the capital was. It was racism. It was white supremacy. This is fantastic. Somehow need to be deprogrammed. Deprogrammed. It's, it's, it's as if they Let's deprogram the white people. Woo! <laughs> Time to be deprogrammed. 
Oh, 2021 is fun. Yay. Thank you for keeping me safe. You know, what I love most about the future world is that I don't have to have opinions that nobody likes anymore. I, like other people, want to be loved by everybody. And after I went to my deprogramming sessions, I discovered that these beliefs that I've held on to for so long weren't actually helping me make new friends on Zoom. And now I have uh, 25 Twitter followers because before I couldn't understand why my Twitter account kept getting banned all the time. But now I have the correct opinions. I have been successfully deprogrammed and reprogrammed and now I'm a good person. Thank you so much for keeping us safe. Thank you for keeping me safe. Wonderful. This is so optimistic. This is unity. This is healing. I fucking love this. I wish the best for you all in your future deprogramming. You deserve this. I want you to be happy. I want you to be happy. And if giving up and being allowing yourself to be deprogrammed and replaced, you know, uh, intellectually and spiritually by somebody else, then I'm I'm all for it. Why wouldn't I be? Because as you know, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, the best way to ensure unity, I think, is to just eliminate everybody who is not unified. <laughs> You know that old thing, you're either with us or against us? That's a little too aggressive. I like to call it deprogramming for the purpose of unity. That's mu- that works much better, doesn't it? We could, all, we could almost turn that into a government department mandate. They, 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 they are members of a cult. They're a the cult. The Trumpist cult. Trump's uh, cult. And, and we have to be deprogrammed. Do you have any idea how we... <laughs> how we start that process? Please, I want to know. Complete it? Please, I want to know. How do we start this process? Yeah, I, I, I don't. I'm, I'm a journalist. I certainly um, uh, don't know how we can stop people. I know we can look to history, though. Oh, uh, what? Ult- yes, well, we did have the gulags once upon a time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can learn a lot from history. When it comes to deprogramming the cult of the other side of politics who are preventing us from getting to utopia. I mean, we can learn a lot from history. There's the Mao there's the Mao example, for example. We also have Stalin. Uh, I mean, there's much soil to be tilled there, unlike the soil in the Ukrainian famine. <laughs> hey, hey, eyebrow humour. Please don't ban me. Let's carry on here. Ultimately... Uh, breaks that power structure in the South is enforcement, right? There has to be consequences. Uh, And then once you get those consequences, I think then people have to take a second look at their actions and they Mm. have to be much more uh, afraid uh, to do the types of... They should be afraid of us! (laughs) We we need to deprogram the people who live in the South so they are much more afraid. Unity and healing. And fear. Dripping, vindictive fear. That's what I like to see. Well, they may not vote for us, they may not respect us, but God damn it, they're going to fucking fear us. That's for sure. <laughs> there are consequences for your wrong think. 
We will deprogram you. We will shame you. You will fear us. I, I do enjoy, you know, I, it's a guilty little pleasure of mine. I do enjoy the fact that the people who are afraid of microaggressions want to make you afraid of them. It's cute, isn't it? People who are afraid people who are afraid of reading things on Twitter are going to make you afraid of them. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Good luck with that, kiddo. <laughs> so adorable. Kind of violence that we saw uh-huh. this week, uh, last week. The yep. violence that we've seen building, you know, with what happened in Michigan, the violence that's being threatening now. Um what has long been the case in this country hmm. is that we have wanted to quickly move on to reconciliation when it comes to this sort of divide. Uh, we've always <laughs> we, we've wanted to quickly move on to reconciliation when it comes to this sort of divide. Oh, you mean the divide that has been manufactured in order to whip up millions of people into thinking that Adolf Hitler is their leader? Into believing that every time they walk out on the street, a policeman is going to choke them to death. Are you talking about that divide? No, of course not. Don't be silly, Boogs. No, the divide we're talking about is the divide that Donald Trump has created. Ah, yes. Yes. Because as you know, he's been stoke he's been stoking anger and resentment. You know, it's time for us to come together and heal as a country. Donald Trump has been stoking anger and resentment for four years. And there are ways that we can heal this divide. First of all, I want you to imagine that you can breathe through your pussy. Gotta fix this. Come on, this is very serious. It's been afraid that if you actually punish um, those kind of white nationalist element in our society, yes, it will only yes. make things worse. But Good. In fact, what history shows is is not reacting, Hmm. not uh, forcing accountability, only emboldens Ah. uh, those people in those movements. There you go. So we need to punish the white nationalists who stormed the capital. Do you see how quickly these things evolve? You need to punish the white nationalists who stormed the capital. Otherwise, it's only going to get worse. Remember the thing we read on Monday from MIT Tech Review, ladies and gentlemen? Deplatforming works only if we go far enough. Like, we have to ruin the person. That's how we'll get deplatforming to work. <clears throat> From USA Today, white nationalists could have firearms taken under red flag law proposed by Kamala Harris. Gonna let that settle in. This was from August 2019. Kamala Harris said on Wednesday, uh, if elected president, she will press conference uh, Congress to pass a red flag law. Shout out to Bill Mitchell, by the way. Bill Mitchell, the MAGA man, the MAGA superstar. The great man, Bill Mitchell. Shout out to Bill. Uh... <laughs> Him and he and Kamala Harris are like right on the same track. 
Well done, Bill. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, Donald Trump said it, so it's got to be a good idea. Right, Kamala? Right, Bill? Gotta love, you've got to love the mindless following. Whatever Trump says is good. Because those people always have the worst time three days later when Trump walks his comments back. <laughs> oh, well, no, I knew, I knew it was a, I knew it was a play all along. I was amplifying the play, right? I was amplifying the angle because I knew that he was doing it to own the libtards. Oh, good. Uh, Bill, what about this uh, Google is MAGA shit that he was just talking about there? Don't worry, ignore that. We've got this under control. The Patriots are in control. Okay, then. Silly me, I'm just an observer. Kamala Harris on Wednesday said if elected president, she will press Congress to pass a red flag law that would allow law enforcement officials to temporarily seize the firearms of white nationalists that may be on the verge of carrying out a hate crime, ladies and gentlemen. They have spent the last week talking about whether or not they should turn MAGA, which is now being discussed as a white nationalist movement, as if they should classify MAGA as a domestic terrorist organisation. Because back in 2019, if you had have brought this up to somebody and said, wow, did you see this? They said, so what? So what? It doesn't matter. It's not going to lose. So the Democrat, <laughs> cue the, cue the uh, curb your enthusiasm music. The Democratic presidential candidate's proposal calls for the creation of, quote, domestic terrorism prevention orders, ladies and gentlemen. Hey. And it's about time. And I think it's wonderful that finally, with the new administration about a week away, we've already laid the groundwork previously with these particular policy discussions that we were having back in 2019. We've already laid the groundwork to take people's guns away if they are classed as a domestic terror organisation. Coming up on CNN why the people who stormed the Capitol on Wednesday are actually part of a domestic terrorist organisation. Wow. I mean, what a coincidence. Nobody saw this coming. Nobody. It's just one of those weird occasions when all of the planets in the universe line up one behind the other. These things are definitely not done in advance. You are definitely not following a program that has already been laid out for you. That kind of talk, that why, that would be conspiracy theory. And if anybody does that, yank them. Get them out of here. Uh, The article continues, That would give law enforcement and family members of suspected white nationalists or domestic terrorists the ability to petition a federal court to temporarily restrict a person's access to guns if the person exhibits clear evidence of being a danger. Now, why would you be a danger? Well, I've got good news for you. And we'll get into this a little more after the break. Uh, If it has been determined that you may be a danger in the future, you're asking what what is the, you know, what are the check boxes that we need to check in order to have this classification put on oneself? Well, I've got good news for you. Uh, If you want an example, how about this one? Donald Trump's YouTube account was removed specifically because the platform was aiming to prevent future harm being done, 
future incitements to violence. Because Donald Trump has already now been classified by the tech companies as a potential danger. So that's the criterion. That's the criteria right there. That would be enough under these proposed very sane, very rational and not oppressive in any way firearm reforms. That's the proposal. You would already be classed as a dangerous person, a domestic terrorist. And that should make everybody feel a lot better because finally some common sense gun laws are coming in. Finally. Uh, With that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick five-minute break here on the Daily Boogie. I'm going to visit the little boys' room and refresh my beverage. And when we return, so much more here on the Wednesday night edition of the show. Stick around. We'll see you soon. times using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later irrational times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level new songs and sketches every week so check it out Live.tv slash JJ Stone. And we love JJ here on the show. The world is a terrible place, full of terrible people doing terrible things. Thankfully, there's a weekly live stream that doesn't sugarcoat it for you. Join Major Tom Saturdays at 10 p.m. for the Big Empty. That's Major underscore Tom on DLive. Make sure to use zeros for O's because your life really is that hard. This is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with Promises Kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, Y-Censored, affectionately known as Electrolux. 
the original grandma, UK Neil, Rusty and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous grandma series, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. Yankee evening, some irreverent fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. Well, why are you fumbling for coins when you have a heavy bag? <laughs> There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. Can't be old movies and old cartoons. We hope to see you over there very soon. It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. When we were kids and there wasn't any school We'd sit and watch all the best cartoons Eating cereal until it was noon We never thought that 30 years later It'd still be cool Saturday night and cheesy movies The ones that used to show us boobies It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy of Pessy This Justin! The global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. This right around this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. You gotta get back up and shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. Coming back. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us. Just again, a quick reminder, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter, patreon.com slash boogiebumper. If you'd like to leave a tip during tonight's proceedings, like so many of the boogers have, then you can do so, dlive.tv slash boogiebumper. Get some of those sweet little lemons to leave those succulent little suckers in my fruit bowl. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing the show out. So much more to get through. Of course, you know, the first hour was a little confronting, I think you'll agree. And... It brought to light certain truths, certain realities. And one of those truths is you're all horrible people and you need to be re-educated as quickly as we can possibly fit you in. How's next Tuesday sound? And breathe for your pussy. I mean, this is, this is of the utmost importance. And I think the lesson to be learned here is that if you sacrifice enough, if you do enough, if you prove yourself to your countrymen that you are a good person worthy of praise, somebody who, say, defends democracy, then we here at the corporate media, ladies and gentlemen, 
we're on your side. We've got your back. I want to show you this. Jake Tapper, ladies and gentlemen, earlier today, when the voting was happening to decide whether or not Donald Trump should be impeached, uh, this particular Republican got up and spoke. And let's see, let's hear the respect. Because remember now, we love the military. We love our law enforcement. We love the military. They're important. Right? So now we love the military. Thank you for keeping me safe, Capitol Hill Police, by the way. Thank you for keeping us safe. And the 12 months, the, the last four years, at least half of the last four years just didn't happen now. That's gone away. That's into the into the digital forever box now 2021 is a new year so we have a new opinion about everything that's the way this works so now we love the police and we respect our heroes our veterans and whatnot we love them too so let's hear what jake what jake tapper had to say about this chap the reams of evidence that we have there's one other thing i want to share but just one other thing just yep. that's relevant what you're saying right now is relevant because Congressman Brian Mast, mm -hmm. a Republican from Florida who lost his legs, by the way, fighting for democracy abroad, mm -hmm. although I don't know what is, I don't know about his commitment to it here in the United States. <laughs> Jake, Jake Tapper, you nasty little cunt. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the guy lost his legs fighting for democracy. You'd think that he would be on our side here. The cunt. <laughs> Can you imagine? Just imagine if that, if those words happened to spill out of anybody else's mouth. Well, this guy lost his legs fighting for democracy overseas. If only he cared about democracy here at home. <laughs> what a little shit. But if those words came out of anybody's mouth, it would be, oh, he hates the veterans. He's insulted a war hero. But of course not. It comes out of CNN. It comes out of Jake Tapper. So it's perfectly fine. And I agree with that. And anybody who doesn't agree, I think, should be banned. Banned immediately. But I guess now we've... I guess the 13 days of loving, loving veterans and loving people who fight for democracy and loving police, that lasted less than two weeks. Now we're back to 2020 styles. Good, isn't it? Minister of Fun, give me the diamond, and he's the reasonable one on CNN. Correct. <laughs> you know, I've said before, you know, I've said before, I don't even really have a problem with Jake Tapper. I don't mind Jake Tapper. He's okay most of the time. But this here, Jake, was just pure fucking gold. So he had his legs blown off to defend American democracy, huh? <laughs> If only he cared, if only he gave more here in the States by voting the way we want him to. Let's be fair here, he's probably a Nazi. He's probably a racist and a Nazi. Like all, all veterans. <laughs> right? Oh, dear. The reams of evidence that we have. There's one other thing I want to share. But just one other thing. Just yep. That's relevant. What you're saying right now is relevant because Congressman Brian Mast, mm -hmm. a Republican from Florida who lost his legs, by the way, fighting for democracy abroad. Mm -hmm. Although I don't know what is I don't know about his commitment to it here in the United States. He was he was going to say that was the good version. Did you see that? 
That was Jake Tapper checking himself because he knew the way he started that sentence off, he knew, hang on a minute, I'm going to step onto a landmine too here. (laughs) I'm going to stand onto a rhetorical landmine. I'll get to keep my legs, but probably lose my job. So he, do you see how he kind of tiptoed over it? Oh, 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 hey, 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 oh, easy there, Jakey. Easy there, Mr. Tapper. I mean, he, he had his legs blown off fighting for democracy overseas. If only he gave a fuck. Well, you know, he should probably vote to impeach. <laughs> Thank you, Jake. That's absolutely wonderful. Um, well, you know, these are dark times. Maybe, potentially. Depends. I guess it depends on the way you view it. Um, I've, I've, I lost hope for humanity decades ago, so I'd really, this really doesn't affect me as much. I, I was already of the opinion that we are doomed anyway, so, you know, shit happens. Um... <laughs> But in times like this, when I guess you can't trust the media and you can't trust the politicians, you can't trust law enforcement, unless it's at the Capitol building. Okay, okay, hang on. You can trust law enforcement at the Capitol building, but you can't trust them in Portland. No, no, you can trust them in Portland. You can't trust them in, you can't trust, where can't you trust them? I don't know, one-on-one, I think. You just just don't trust them. They're all racist. So if they, if you're going to get anything out of that. So you can't trust the media. You can't trust law enforcement. You can't trust your friends. You can't trust the internet. There's so much fake news out there. Really, you can't trust anyone. All you, all you The only people you have in your life who you can trust, I think, are your family, man. Just the family. Those who are nearest and dearest to you are probably the last ones you can trust. So I want to get, you know, a nice positive message out there, knowing that, you know, as our worlds get more interconnected, our lives become smaller and smaller. And who who do we actually know outside of our immediate family? So that's the only only people we can trust in the world, I think, are the immediate family. So I want to give you a nice positive story and show you that that's not true either now. (laughs) This is a nice positive story because... If you're like me, you would have been thinking, you would have been sitting here thinking, well, we're stopping the Nazis and the racists from having social media platforms. We're stopping them from banking. We're stopping them from getting Uber Eats. Deplatforming only works if the stakes are high enough. I know that because I read it on MIT Technology Review the other day. That's what they said. Deplatforming works, but only if you go far enough. So you, you basically have to ruin the person. So we've taken all that away from them. Shouldn't we be taking their families from them as well? I mean, can you really trust people with these sets of opinions and beliefs? Really? I mean, don't you think it would be a good idea for the children in the family to start, you know, demanding a little more respect in these Republican households? It's the only way I think that we're going to break the cycle of bigotry is if we empower the children to start, say, dobbing in their parents. I think that's the key. I think that's how we make the world a better place. Imagine watching unrest playing out in Washington and seeing your mother right in the middle of it all. Well, that's what happened to this teenage girl who turned on her own mother by identifying her online. She told Stephen Fabian how she wrestled with that decision. This dramatic video is at the heart of a family torn apart by the strife gripping the nation. 
A woman is punched in the face by a police officer after an intense confrontation in Washington, D.C. Now, this is, there are so many levels of irony here, I, I'm not even sure I know where to start. This could be one of the most fantastic, complex little mini stories of the last week. I'm so excited for this. This really is special. So before, for the reasons I stated before, because first of all, we need to empower children to shame their parents. Now, she wrestled with this idea. I'm sure she did. But can you imagine the Instagram likes? That would have been one of the pros and cons. Okay, so you know how you, you write up a list of pros and cons. Should I do this thing? Should I do this thing? Con. My mother will hate me. It's a con. Uh, con. I'll be viewed as a tattletale. Con, I may never be fully trusted by the family circle again. No one will tell me anything anymore. Pro, I'll get lots of likes on Instagram. Huh? I may even get an interview. I may even get an interview on Inside Edition out of this. Yes, I reported my mother because she's an evil Trump supporter. And this brings me to the second layer of this discussion. You mean the mother who has all the blood pissing out of her face? Yes, that mother. So, remember, we love the police now. We hate police brutality. No, 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 no. That was last week. Now we love police brutality. Now we love seeing people get punched in the face by the police. Right. <laughs> Thank you for keeping us safe. Again, within the space of two weeks, the two sides have completely flipped like a fucking mirror. And the side who spent last year saying fuck the police and throwing Molotov cocktails at police and police brutality and all of that stuff have now in 13 days have become the party of the police. We're the law and order party. I told you this would happen last year. The day after the election, the Democrats will declare themselves to be the law and order party and the MAGA people will be declared to be terrorists, essentially. So they're now the law and order party. So we're no longer... See, now the police brutality is a different issue. Now we are rewarding children for ratting out their parents, for attending a rally. For attending a rally and being punched in the face by a police officer to the point where torrents of blood start streaming out of their face. <laughs> I love this so much. 2020 is amazing. Derp of Diamond Gypsy with the diamond. Bandager steals the Diamond Gypsy. Now she's off to the family cell plan. <laughs> she's, she can no longer get text messages for free. You're grounded, young lady. No, no leaving your room for a month. But mum, we're in lockdown. Okay, you have to go outside and not wear a mask. No, mum, you'll kill me. No. Yep. God bless the... I believe the children are our future. Oh, shit. 
the night before the Capitol siege. The video was posted online where it was seen by... So this wasn't even at the Capitol siege. This was the night before. <laughs> Remember on Monday how we talked about expanding the blast radius? So they banned a congresswoman from Facebook. Uh, uh, they banned a politician who's running for governor. I forget the state now. Fuck. But we, we covered on a Monday. She's running for governor. They banned her off Facebook because she attended the rally. She didn't, she didn't incite anything. She didn't hit anyone. She didn't storm the building. She didn't do anything except be there. She's been banned off Facebook now and she's in a race for governor. So she's now, the, the potential governor is already banned just for attending the rally. Now, this daughter has dobbed in her mother, has ratted out her mother after she was punched in the face. Look at the blood pissing out of her. After she was punched in the face by a police officer, because we love, we back the blue now. It has been 13 days in 2021. So, you know, you should expect 180 degrees on all of the, the positions that previous uh, people had previously last year. That's expected. That's fine. But she's dobbed in her mother for attending a gathering, what looks to be the night before the incident now. That's bad enough. Ratting out her mother for getting punched in the face by police the day before a rally. Wow. By the bloodied woman's daughter. She was stunned to realize it was her mom because she had no idea her mother was in Washington to attend President Trump's Stop the Steal rally. What went through your mind when you realized, hey, that's mom? It was definitely very unsettling, especially because we do have very... How did we know that was going to be the voice? It was especially very... It was definitely very unsettling. <laughs> um, it was definitely very unsettling. Uh, a lot of my friends were saying things on Instagram about my mom. And I just had to disavow. By the way, follow me on Insta. Different views. 18-year-old Helena Duke of Boston says she got so incensed, she outed her mom with this text. Hi, mom. Remember the time you told me I shouldn't go to BLM protests because they could get violent? This you? <coughs> yeah. Sounds like a good mom. Sounds like a good mother. How many times have we said on this show, yeah, don't take your kids to these political protests. It's a shitty thing to do. It's a shitty thing to do because you know that it could pop, right? You know it can pop. And I hate the people who drag their little kids to these protest rallies and these marches and shit, regardless of what side you're on, and try to use them as little meat shields. I don't like that one bit. Don't take, if you need to walk your baby in a fucking pram, don't attend the don't attend the rally to stop fascism, right? I know we're pretty entitled here in the West, but you should never be entitled to the point where you think that if you take your kid to a rally where you where you believe in your heart of hearts that you're trying to defeat violent and dangerous Nazis, don't think that that's a safe place for your little loved one to be. Simple stuff. So sounds like a good mum. Don't go to the rallies because you know why? Because I don't want you to get hurt. I don't want you to get hurt. 
So because of this, <laughs> but freedom, hit him hand podcast. So because of this, the girl has been waiting now and now was her chance. Yes, I will have my revenge on mother dearest. Helena says she also outed her aunt and uncle, who good, were also good. at the rally. Helena doesn't know if her family went to the Capitol where the mayhem unfolded, but she knows that her mom is furious with her and says she was kicked out of the house after attending a Black Lives Matter rally in Boston. Ah. Her mom sent her a message after the tweet. She told me that I was throwing away my life, that I was just, my life is ruined, and... But now you're going to be a celebrity for a week on Instagram. Now, now you're going to get a lot of likes and retweets for about 48 hours. It was worth it, if you ask me. Severing that sacred, severing that sacred bond of nurturing, which begins with the umbilical cord, and the literal nurturing of you within the womb of your mother, for almost a year, and the special, you know, the mixing of the genetic properties and all that so and you are part of her and she is part of you severing that very special connection between mother and daughter was absolutely worth it for 24 to 48 hours of internet fame and appearing on an episode of inside edition to the grand total of 950,000 views it was worth it if you ask me i mean you can't put a price on that kind of brand awareness it was absolutely worth it and, of course, let's not forget here, young lady, you are, of course, on the right side of history, aren't you? So, I was reading all of these articles earlier today. And I thought, well, I might do something for fun. And tell you what, if you want to call in, if you want to call in, we can take a couple of calls before the end of the show. If you want to call in and have your say, there is the number. 646-583-2700. That number again, 646-583-2700. If you want to call in and have your say. So, I thought I'd do a fun thing because I was starting to see these little videos coming out. I was watching the conversation on Twitter, watching the trends. And in a very short space of time, what's happened at the Capitol is has become it's it's almost become myth already it's become the stuff of legend because the whole incident is now being framed we've got a call coming in the whole incident is now being framed at the capitol and we'll go to our caller straight after this the whole incident is now being framed at the capitol as a white supremacist uprising this was the lashing out of white people this was this was the culmination of four years of stoking white anger and white fear and white resentment and therefore this was more than just an ideological attempt to take over the government this was actually the rise of the most dangerous you know animal of all the white nationalist ladies and gentlemen that's how it's being presented now uh caller are you there i am how you going i'm doing just fine that's good thank you for asking uh i'd like to say that uh you know, the troubles are going to happen if if this keeps if this keeps up in America. The sorry, the what's going to happen? The troubles, just the like uh, Ireland. The shenanigans. Yes. Yes. Just shenanigans. So it's got to stop. It's got to stop. 
How do you think it will stop? I don't think it's going to stop until people start uh, empathizing with each other and stop with the dehumanizing language that they mm-hmm. use against each other. Yep. That would be a good start. That would be it a good probably start. won't, though. Well, there's probably always going to be at least an element of people who aren't going to ever view the other side as anything but, you know, the demon rats or uh, the Nazis. That's probably That's probably baked in for a lot of people now for a long time. Absolutely. And was it was it worth all this to remove Donald Trump from office? That's that's the question some people need to ask themselves. Was it worth doing this to the most powerful country on earth just to get rid of this guy? Was he that bad? No. No, and it's not going to stop there. It's only going to get worse. Mm-hmm. Because when the uh when the gun grabbers start going door to door with the with the uh death squads uh, <laughs> it's going to start a war well you know i don't know if it'll start a war or not it may just end it may just end with people you know meekly going okay <laughs> you know that's going to that's always a possibility as well that it might just end with people going ah, i give up you know what i mean uh, it's unlikely well, it has been well i mean it's going to it's going to embolden people. It, it might well retaliate. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it definitely and it, could. And it's 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 sad because uh, it didn't have to be this way. No, it didn't. It never does, my friend. Thank you for the call. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Thanks. Join us again one time. I do it all the time. All right. Cool. Thank you. Talk to you next time. Bye. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you want to call in and have your say, all right, back to back, we've got another one here. Are you there, caller? Hello. Hello. Hey. Hey. This is uh, Lou the Good Dude. Lou the Good Dude. How you going, dude? Are you good? <laughs> yeah. I feel pretty. I mean, not really. No. I think my um, I think uh, I I I feel like there's a spark under my bum right um that's gonna that's gonna light my whole country on fire right you don't you don't find this positive and heartwarming and about healing and unity you don't you're not feeling very unified right now you should be oh well i'm reaching out to my mormon cousins and um we haven't connected for a long time but we're pretty uh connected in this shit right what's the mormon view the Mormon view is we fought for this country and we're good guys. <laughs> okay. Now, can, well, can I ask what the Mormon view on Mitt Romney is? Because <laughs> why does he keep getting Mitt elected? <laughs> right. You know, I think me and my cousin are going to have to talk about that and discuss mm. this because I'm not really Mormon. He's more Mormon. More Mormon? He, he's Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to even describe it. Okay. He's more, 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 more,
All I know, all I know, Boogie, is I'm with it. You're with it. You're with it. You know? Whatever it is. You know, okay. Yes, in America, America, we use the term with it, uh-huh. and on the West Coast, we use the the term dig it. Dig and, it. Uh, I can dig it. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. So it's. Uh, I know, I know, bro. I know. It's super. I, you're not as uncomfortable as I am right now. Oh, you shouldn't be Looking uncomfortable. Of my country. Ah, right. I'm, I'm reaching out to my cousins who I haven't talked to in years uh-huh. and saying, what the fuck are we going to do about this? Yeah. Well, I mean. It's pretty, you know, it's that's pretty great. I'll, well, that, you know, that's that's not necessarily a bad or dumb thing to do, but you know, um, no, we're we're reconnecting, and uh, yeah. it's great. Yeah, good it's on. a beautiful good thing. Good for you, bringing people together. There is unity after all. There you go, uh, Lou, the good dude, hey. with a story of unity in 2021. Hasn't spoken to the family for years. Calls them up. How the fuck are we going to deal with this shit in Washington? There you go. They're bringing people together already. The Democrats. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. White. Who, who yeah, would have thought? Yeah, yeah. the great Why unifiers now. <laughs> yes, yes. Fantastic. Well, thank you for calling in, Lou. I appreciate Boogie. you. Yeah. You know, you called me back. I called you back, did I? Well, well, that's how the phone companies translated it. Ah, so right. So I feel very... And you know what, Boogie? Yeah. You're the fucking man. Thanks, man. And I love you. And to everybody out there, fucking, um, I'm not going to name names, but you know. You know, you could be know, doing better. You know, who, <laughs> you know who you are. Right. Well, thanks for that, Lou. Appreciate it, man. Call in again sometime. All right, Boogie. All right. Catch you later. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen. Lou, the good dude. All right. Anyone else want to call in? We can probably take one more if somebody wants to call in. And then we'll get to this. So have a look at this. So I just put, I was, you know, I was in a fun mood and I thought I want to learn more about this awful insurrection that's taking place. All right, we've got another call. Hello there, caller. Hey, Boogie. Hey, how are you going? You know who this is? Yes, I do. This is the Minister of Fun. Now, why aren't you calling me nice. on the on the official palace phone? Because this is our public business. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Okay. I see. So we don't want to tell the this rubes. Is not official. No, yeah, we're not telling the rubes what fun we have planned for them in 2021 just yet. No. Of course not. No, no. no we wouldn't do that. There has to be an official that statement. That would ruin the fun. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> surprises are fun. Uh, because what? you love surprises. I'm not even going to tell you what we're going to do. Yeah. Well, no. No, no. So you have to clear it with Central Command first. We do have budgets Central and Command is on board. We're not letting you know. You're not part. You think you're part of Central Command? <laughs> you know, surprises are fun. Surprises are fun. But you know what's not fun? Going over budget. That's definitely oh. not fun. So we can't have that. Okay. Okay. So, so cheap surprises. Yeah, exactly. So what's on your mind, Minister okay. of Fun? Okay, well, as a Minister of Fun, I didn't even make the connection, actually, until just a second. But actually about five seconds ago. Anyway... Um, I know what the problem is in America is that somehow or another, those 
fuckers on the other side got their funny bone broken. Right. And ha- half the shit we've been saying for the last four years has just been us entertaining ourselves and being funny, like lulling and lolling all over America. And then all they can do is cry and they think everything we say is serious. Some of it is, but some of it's not. And sometimes you just laugh and shut the fuck up and don't cry. And if they would have done that, like just cry in your bedroom, don't cry on fucking TV. I'm sorry, I'm saying fuck a lot. <laughs> That's all right. Nobody fucking cares. Go ahead. Okay. Sorry to hurt your ears. That's all right. If they would have just sucked it up, mm-hmm. cried in their bedrooms instead of on Instagram or wherever they were crying in public, we wouldn't have laughed even fucking more. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and they could have squashed this so long ago. But the more they did it, the more we laughed at them because it was funny. And, and and that's the whole problem is people can't take a joke. Well, that's not the whole problem, yeah, but that's I, a good bit of the problem. No, no, I I definitely agree with you. I just don't know to what level because, like, here's, for example, right? So I've always thought that, you know, certain boards, like certain forums and, you know, um, places where people post memes and shit like that, uh, a lot of that, I think, is like you said, it's just people entertaining themselves because they're saying words that they're not allowed to say, right? They're saying right. naughty it's words. Like, it's like a, like a seven-year-old from realizing what fart means, and now they're like, oh, exactly. everything's like, about a fart. Giggling, like when they hear the word boobies. <laughs> we're not allowed to say that. We were that. being children. Exactly. Uh, Derp of Diamonds, Gypsy <laughs> with the Diamond. I fucking love Kimmy. There you go. Derp of Diamonds, a fan of the Minister of Fun. Uh, so yeah, I think there was definitely a bit of that. Now, a lot of articles get written and a lot of, you know, copy is made by analyzing these message boards and going, oh, look at all of these evil Nazis and stuff. Now, how many of those people genuinely don't get that it's like, it's what we describe. It's basically like adolescent humor or how many of them do understand it, but they're just using it anyway. It's like, say, so how many That's are how many are is. ignorant or how many are disingenuous? So I agree with your point, but I just don't know which is which, how many of each group there is. Well, and I think I'm talking more about the gen pop, you know, like right. my friends and your friends and those people that that fell for it, yep. that fell for the lies that they were telling them. But as far as the media and the writers of articles, dude, I don't even know what percentage it would be, but I would assume that a good percentage of them actually thought we meant it. <laughs> Probably, probably, yeah. Well, there are a lot of stupid ones. It seems to be they're either stupid or evil. Like, there's no in-between, you know. They don't accidentally do it. Like, they're either really, really dumb or really, really bad, (laughs) which is Yeah, I don't know. What do you think about Talcum X? Is he stupid or evil? Um, I don't think he's stupid. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, to be fair, I don't think he's necessarily evil either. I just think he believes. I think he a lot knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. I think he's. Well, see. I think he's. Who would you prefer, um, Sean White or Tariq Nasheed? Now, I'm a Tariq Nasheed fan. I love Tariq, Tariq. Nasheed because he's fucking amazing. Tariq, I think he. Well, I think he. I think he believes what he says. I don't even think Sean White necessarily. I mean, he, wait, he, which yeah, one? Tariq. This? Tariq might believe a lot of what he says, but he also has humor and um, hyperbole, and he also like troll mm-hmm. people and shit with it as well. You know, like mm-hmm. he can he can play it that way. He doesn't have to be pretend to be serious all the time. You know, and he's black. And he's black. Oh, he's more than black. He's he's a he's a he's a triumphant. He's a physical specimen. I think I would call Tariq Nasheed. Oh. He may be the king of Wakanda. He could be. He should it. be. If, if he's not, or he Uganda should be. now. 
Yeah, he should be on the short list. You heard list. about Base Uganda? <laughs> Base Uganda, yeah, I did. Uh, Have you? I've heard about it, yeah. yeah Uganda is banning social media sites. Yes. Uh, right before their election. Yeah, it'll never happen kind of here. Though. It'll never happen here. No. But Twitter's pissed off because they can't play in Uganda's backyard now, right now. Right. Anyway, whatever. That's all right. Thank you so for joining us, Mr. Fun. I appreciate your call. No, I'm not finished. No, no, I have another call. I'm going to do one more call before we finish. Just let me really quickly say, you haven't mentioned anything about Ali. Very quickly. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't follow Ali, so. Um, well, I don't either, but, somebody, but they're saying that he's. Somebody accused him of being a white supremacist, something. Well, yeah, of course, because he's black. Yeah. But he. Well, um, that doesn't matter. They're saying that he's the one who planned this whole coup. Are, are they saying that or did he say that? He said he. What he well, said was that he planned January sixth, right? And he mentioned Mo Brooks and other people. What he's talking about is he planned the event of people coming to Washington. Uh huh. And, but but they're twisting it to say that he planned the whole thing and that you know. Wow. But I guess you missed all that. Yeah, probably. I mean, there might be a bit of Roger Stoneism about that. You know, saying mm-hmm. you know, alluding to all of these great conversations you have behind the scenes with people associated with Julian Assange, but then actually having to come out and say, "Well, no, I didn't actually have any of that." You know, so you right. can't, you can't. I'm not guilty of it because it didn't actually happen. I don't, but again, I don't, I don't like, I don't really like talking about other, other people. I mentioned Bill Mitchell before just because I thought it was funny that we were reading red flag laws now. Like that would never come back to bite anyone, and he he ate well, a big shit sandwich on that. Streamer we make fun of. Oh no, you can make fun of whoever you want, but when you ask me, what do you? <laughs> when you ask, I'm actually not making fun of Ollie. No, 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 I don't no, no, like I know, Ollie, I understand. But, I, but, but, I but when you like ask, when you ask, me, when you ask me, what do you think of what happened to Ali? I, it's not really a question I can answer because, to be brutally honest, I don't think about Ali. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I don't like, either. I don't until know. he started trending on Twitter the other day, you got to well. get caught up. Okay, I'm gonna let you go talk to whoever the. Non-important person is on the other. Okay, um, <laughs> very good. Thank you, Minister of Fun Kimmy, for joining us. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye. Not, all right, see ya. There she goes. All right, so we will t- we will take because I saw a couple of calls um, coming in while I was talking to the Minister of Fun. So we will take one more. I'll take one more call. The next person to call through, and then we may get out of here. Thank you for joining us on the Wednesday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. So yeah. I just popped white people into Google and I got all of these come up. Now, this might be a fun thing that we can do. If not tonight, maybe we'll do it on Friday. Which which articles should we read here? Because again, we're learning about white supremacy, of course, and how what happened at the Capitol. The Capitol siege is what they're calling it now, by the way. There was the siege of Washington. That's how it will be remembered in the history books, hopefully one day. We've got our call coming in. I'll go to our caller in just a sec. Thank you for calling in. So have a listen to some of these. And you, I want you to mull it over, think about what article you might like to read. So just put white people into Google and click the news tab. And here's what we've got. White people need to take responsibility to dismantle white supremacy. An insurrection of upper middle class white people. What the capital insurgency reveals about white supremacy and law enforcement. White people need to take responsibility to change racial injustice. White anxiety sets Trump mob apart from last year's riots. So that's the difference. Last year, there was no white anxiety. That's what, you know, so you have all of these people, these disgusting racists and these disgusting bigots 
who don't support equality and justice. You have all of these people comparing what happened at the Capitol to the riots of last year, but you missed the vital ingredient. Last year, there was no white anxiety, and that's what makes the Capitol Hill riots different. Uh, from white clergy to of mostly white flock, Capitol siege demands a look in the mirror. Storming the US Capitol was about maintaining white power in America. She, it goes on and on and on. She couldn't get out of bed. Why watching Capitol Riot was triggering for some women. Oh, we're going to have to keep that one. <laughs> we're absolutely going to have to keep that one. All right, let's go to our call here. Oh, I think one hung up. Hello there. Hello, caller. Hey, Boogie. Hello. I feel really bad, man. I, I would, you, you know, you caught me off guard. Okay. Right? You know? Believe it or not, you caught me off guard. Um, I'm an American and I have all kinds of distractions around me, uh-huh. but somehow you caught me off guard. Okay. And um, it's true, though, that, um, you know, I'm a white boy and I don't have much connection with my family, like extended family. Right. But somehow, somehow, I... Uh, I grabbed onto that Mormon root. So this is Lou again. And we're, yeah, this is Lou. All right. And we're connecting again. That's good. All right. You I'm, I'm going to let you go, though, man, because I've got someone else calling in, someone else who hasn't had a chance to talk yet, though. So we already... Oh, sp- okay. All right. So okay. I'll get I'll get you next time, okay. okay? But thanks for listening, man. For sure. Okay. There you go. Sorry. Yeah, I just... If you've already had a chat, then we'll let someone else have a go. Are you there, caller? It's the uh, uh, wet underscore sandwich for the chat. <laughs> wet sandwich, ladies and gentlemen. How are you feeling? Are you relieved? A, are you stressed? Um, I don't know. I'm a little bit nervous because I don't know. I guess I get nervous calling into shows and talking on the internet. You so, shouldn't be nervous. A uh, little bit nervous. <laughs> don't be silly. Well, thank you for taking my call. I have not much to contribute other than I think it's time for us to repeal the 19th. If women can fight for it once, we can fight for it again. Okay. We can how to work together. Which, so which one's the 19th? Is that the women voting? Yeah. All right. So you as a woman, as a modern, empowered mm-hmm. female, you want to vote to take away the vote. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Excellent. <laughs> I like this. Exactly. This is fantastic. You, just, you think just hand it off to the men, they'll do a better job. We had a chance. We ruined exactly. it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They've done nothing but ruin it and make it worse. I mean, look where we are now. Okay. Can't even win a presidency off of merit. No. All right, that's all. No, no, I appreciate <laughs> Thanks, that. Boogie. And I think the gentleman in the chat will appreciate that Wet Sandwich is obviously <laughs> looking for a husband in the audience. <laughs> doing her absolute best to please the men in the audience. So th- thank you for that, Paige. Appreciate you calling in. Bye, Boogie. See you later. <laughs> there she goes, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so yeah, he- there's the list of uh, stories I have saved for next time out. Let's have a look at this. She couldn't get out of bed. Why watching Capital Riot was triggering for some women. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. We'll do we'll do that on Friday. What do you say? <laughs> this because this I must know. I must know why the Capital Riot was particularly bad for women. Why it was worse for them. <laughs> this will be good. And you know, from from laying laying in bed at home, I felt worse about the Capitol riot. It was specifically triggering to me as a woman as I laid in bed and watched it on television.
It was more. It was about me more than anything. <laughs> so we'll save that one for Friday night. Uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, call it a night here on the Daily Boogie Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to all of our callers for calling in. Appreciate it. Thank you to everyone who contributed on DLive. Let me open up that chest for you all right now. Uh, we'll be back on Friday night with another edition of the Daily Boogie podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget to follow some of our friends. Uh, Irrational Times, Coffee Talk with Sandra, everybody's favourite lover of French women, Mersh, Joy of Pessy, Sunday Night Shit Show, Major Tom, Winning TV tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, 6.30 with Victor Von Schroom, Dutch Tech Support. Don't forget tomorrow morning, Lois Ropez with Way Dave, JJ Stoner, of course. Uh, tip of the hat to the ROTC guys as well. And then I'll see you on Thursday night. You got the Kimmer Show. Don't forget about the Kimmer Show. Uh, at Real Person PLTCS as well. So with that, I will see you on Friday night. Until then, stay calm, stay rational. God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. under consent of the king. This household has been given by consent to fuck! Shout out to Merce. We're storming the capital! Thought you said it couldn't be done. Fuck! We're storming the capital! It's a revolution! You fucking... Fuck!